Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to episode 35 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad that you're here. This is a solo episode for me today. Just going to be me and you chit-chatting for a few seconds. Well, a few minutes. (laughs) More like a few minutes. We're just going to chit-chat about vegan life and the first two steps that you need to take in order to embrace a vegan lifestyle. As always, this podcast, I put this together because I think it's so important to share stories. I love to interview other vegans and I'd love to share my own experiences with you to help you embrace a vegan lifestyle in the most down-to-earth way possible. I love making this lifestyle simple, delicious, and long-term for you. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to tell you the first two steps that you need to take in order to embrace a vegan lifestyle. These are the steps that are outside of meal planning, grocery shopping, eating out as a vegan, all of those different things that are really important. But in order for you to even get to that point, you have to do two things. It's your foundation for getting started on a vegan lifestyle. The two steps that you need to take is you need to determine your why And you also need to make a decision about this lifestyle. Those are the two things. What's your why? And have you decided that you're going to be a vegan? So I want to tell you a little bit about my story so that you can kind of get some, I guess, background to help you move forward in your own journey. Back in 2008, I had a relaxer in my hair. And so um, my texture was straight because of the chemicals, of course. And I thought about it. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I just want to go ahead and get rid of relaxer. I want to lock my hair. I had been wanting to do it for years, but I just never had the confidence enough to do it. I was a little nervous about it, of course, because it was so different from how my hair was. It was straight. It was pretty long. It was relaxed, right? So when I decided to get rid of the creamy crack, (laughs) the creamy crack, right? It's sad that we have to call it that. But when I decided to embrace my natural texture, I felt so liberated when I cut my hair off. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so beautiful. I wish I've done this before. I feel great putting like coconut oil in my hair and using natural shampoos. And I feel like I was really starting to take care of myself. But I had an aha moment. I was like, okay, Monique, you're so concerned about what you put in your hair, but not what you put in your body. That makes absolutely no sense. You need to take it a step further and think about what you're putting into your body as well. Even though I really wasn't sure how to start, I mean, I knew I needed to eat more fruits and vegetables and things like that. So at that time, my husband and I used to go to Costco and get like 36 packs of like soda and drink like so much coffee and eat so much processed foods. And I thought I was cooking because I would throw some fish sticks in the oven and some put some box macaroni and cheese on the stove. I really thought I was doing something right. I thought I was cooking. So at that time, um, just eating f- more fruits and vegetables were the goal. You know, that's all I really wanted to do because I our diet was just so bad. I'm really into celebrity gossip. I'm so nosy. I love looking at paparazzi pictures. I love to see what's going on with the celebrities, what they're wearing, where they're going. I'm just nosy, okay? I love celebrity gossip. So I saw a paparazzi picture of Victoria Beckham, and she was toting a book called Skinny Bitch. And I was like, what is that? I must be some type of diet book. Let me go ahead and read that. OMG. So look, I read this book and I did not expect it to tell me not to eat dairy. I did not expect it to tell me that factory farming was cruel and unnecessary. I did not expect it to tell me how meat contributes to global warming. I didn't expect it to tell me that dairy was making me fat. I didn't expect it to tell me that I just needed to take better care of myself. I just thought it was going to be some basic diet book that's telling me not to eat sugar. I didn't think it was going to be a book that's telling me that veganism is the way I should go, that I should get rid of the meat, the eggs, the dairy, all of those things and embrace a more natural lifestyle. 
didn't expect any of that and was really, really overwhelmed by it. I literally went two weeks without eating anything. So I was vegan by default after reading that book because I was terrified to eat anything else. I, I was like on an involuntary fast. I ate sunflower seeds and drank water, okay? I was just like traumatized. It was crazy. And I know you could probably relate to that. You read a book or watch a documentary and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? What am I going to eat? How is this going to look for me? And that's exactly how I felt after I read Skinny Bitch. So at that time, I wanted to be a vegan, but you know, like I, I was just so overwhelmed by the idea of that because I wasn't even a vegetarian. I didn't even eat healthy at that time. And I was just like, oh my goodness, how is this going to look for me? And how is this going to look for my family? You know, I have a husband and three sons and I'm just like, uh, I know they're not going to be down. So at that time, I decided to just be a vegetarian. I mean, I'm not saying just because that's not good enough. That's a great start. And so that's what I did. I was like, I'm going to be a vegetarian. I don't know how people go vegan. That's just too much work. There's no way that I can do that long term. So at that time, as a vegetarian in 2008, I would make two separate meals, one meal for my family, one for myself, or I would make one meal and just eat all of the side dishes. And then my husband and kids would eat the meat and everything else. So life was okay for that. You know, being a vegetarian was an adjustment, but it wasn't nearly as difficult as I thought it would be because um, there's more vegetarians out there than vegans. So when I go out to eat and I do things, I feel like it's more accommodating. I just ate a lot of dairy at that time. Instead of eating meat, I ate a lot of dairy. It was kind of like I transferred <laughs> um, my love for meat to dairy. That's basically what I did when I was a vegetarian for those two years. So in 2010, I read a book called Sister Vegan. And at that time, I was not interested in being a vegan. I just saw the book. I felt, oh, wow, this is a vegan book for um, women, black women, because I had never seen one like that before. Let me go ahead and read this book. And so I purchased it at I think I was at Barnes and Noble when I saw it. And so I decided just to go ahead and purchase it. I thought, hey, what's the worst that can happen? I just read this book and, you know, um, get some more information about vegan life. And at that time, I thought vegan life was too difficult. So even though I was kind of obviously kind of interested in learning more about it, I didn't think I would actually do it. But when I read this book, it resonated so much to me. It spoke directly to me. And I felt like, oh, my gosh, I need to be a vegan for ethical reasons. I need to protest factory farming. I need to do better for the planet. I need to do better for my family. I need to do better for myself. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so much bigger than me. It's not just about me. It's about what type of legacy I want to leave here for my family. And I know that sounds kind of deep and it's like, whoa, what are you talking about? It's just food. But no, it was so much bigger than food when I read Sister Vegan. It wasn't just about health. It was just like um, this harmony that I wanted within myself. I wanted to do better and feel better. And I wanted to contribute to the world in, in such a great way. And that's why I decided to become a vegan. So the point I wanted to make with all of that is you see how I said decision and I talked about my why you have to get very, very clear about why you want to be a vegan. Is it for health reasons? Is it for ethical reasons? Is it for environmental reasons? Is it because you just want to eat better and feel better? And honestly, I think it has to be more than health because we can all we all want to be healthy. We all want to do well. You know what I mean? But I think if you make this um, this lifestyle bigger than just the health, I think that it will keep keep you going much longer. And this is just based on my own experience and just conversations that I've had with other people. Once you bring some of the ethical reasons into this lifestyle, it just gets a little easier to continue moving forward when you feel like it's much more than just you. So get very, very clear about your why. Visualize how being vegan is going to look for you and your family long term. Take a few moments, get a notebook out, write down some of the reasons why you want to be vegan. What's that, what's that going to look like for you? And then move forward. 
forward. Getting very clear about your why is so important so that when you come back and you get off track and you're not sure if you should continue on, you can refer back to those notes. That's the very first step that you need to do. Um, I think sometimes with this lifestyle, because it can get kind of popular mainstream, you read these different articles and you see different things on like Huffington Post and BuzzFeed and you see all these different um, recipes and tips and things. You're like, oh, that seems so cool. But if you don't get really clear on your why, in my opinion, it's going to be really hard to move forward. So the first, the very, very first step you need to take is what's my why? Write it down and make that happen for yourself. So the second step is making a decision, okay? You need to get really clear and say you're going to do this. So, so, so so much power in making a decision. Think about it this way. When I became a vegetarian back in 2008, the reason I didn't become a vegan is because I did not make a decision to become a vegan. And you know what? Maybe it wasn't time. Maybe it worked better for me just becoming a vegetarian first and then moving on to veganism. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So you have to make a decision more power in saying I'm going to do this and what do I need to do next in order for me to move forward determine your why and then make a decision so yeah I hope this was helpful if you need to go deeper and you need help with meal planning and grocery shopping and going vegan with the family you should definitely sign up for the free seven days to vegan email course that I put together for you you could sign up at seven days to vegan.com or you can text the word all together seven days to vegan to the number three three four 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 that's seven days the number seven to vegan to the number 33444 to get this email course. It's absolutely free. You'll get seven emails in a row, seven days of information on meal planning, grocery shopping. You'll get recipes, PDFs, audio, video, all of that stuff that I put together for you. So once again, the website is 7daystovegan.com to sign up for the email course. So yeah, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, you can get the show notes and everything that I mentioned on this episode at brownvegan.com. This is episode 35 and I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.